I'm Sean Dowling, I'm Head of Sport at United Learning and in this podcast we're going to look at some of the examples that are actually taking place in the United Learning group of schools. If we take the secondary phase to start with, both our independent schools and state academies are doing a lot of work to be innovative with their P and school support provision in order that educational character can really be developed um, fully and appropriately for all young people. So, for example, one of the elements of education with character which we want to develop in our young people is empathy. And one of the ways that we have planned for that to be um, really developed in our young people is through inclusive, adaptive Paralympic sports. And many schools now have put either a unit of work within their curriculum for all young people around a Paralympic sport such as seated volleyball or goalball, etc. Or they are now running um, extracurricular activities for young people with special educational needs or disabilities, but also for able-bodied students as well. So there's been a real kind of rise in that level of empathy of young people for how their peers with special educational needs or disabilities find it difficult to be physically active or they are now taking a whole day of school where there's a collapsed timetable day and they're doing an, a themed day around inclusion so Regis School for example have done this before and they've really kind of got every young person in the school on a carousel of activities which helps them to understand the challenges of being physically active um, for some of their young people with disability or with special educational needs. Another example is the rise of combat sports, which is coming into both curriculum and extracurricular activities. So, for example, Accrington Academy is a combat sport hub. The Youth Sport Trust, uh, Swindon Academy have um, got a boxing initiative, which is going really well. And all of the work that these schools are doing around combat activities is about building self-confidence and helping young people to get a sense of confidence in themselves that if managed well and transferred explicitly would hopefully impact on other areas of their school life as well. Combat sports have improved their reputation in terms of being a safe activity within physical education and school sport. That does come with caveats in terms of it tends not to be sparring and things. It tends to be the, the skills and the training for those activities rather, rather than actual bouts as such. And there's all sorts of um, regulations regarding what you can and can't do in, in the secondary phase. But just learning some of those skills and just going through some of the training that's around those combat activities is enormously beneficial for, young, for some young people, particularly around that element of self-esteem self-confidence and for some young people they can be more successful in that type of activity than they would ever be in a team game for example so we're trying to find as many different ways for young people to feel success to feel good about themselves and then transfer that into their wider education and we know that things don't transfer automatically we know that each context has to make it transferable for themselves but nonetheless, if we can really work in physical education school sport to develop some of these characteristics, which we know can be useful in other contexts, then we'll be doing our contribution 
for educational character. Some of the individual sports, such as swimming and athletics, for example, really give young people the opportunity to compete against themselves. So this whole concept around personal best, for example, is absolutely superb in athletics and swimming, where you can try and beat your previous times, where you can really work towards individual goals and targets without worrying about competing about anyone else. Similarly, on individual activities, that could be something around the outdoor adventurous things, such as orienteering or mountain biking or kayaking or any range of activities there, where it's a skill which you could then maybe transfer into your weekend hobbies, into your holiday time activities, that gives you a pathway into being an active individual because you don't always need 10 other people in order to play, etc. So lots of things there around personal challenge, around personal best, um, but also sometimes that freedom to just go off and do it without needing other people. At the same time, what team games can bring to educational character or team settings is that sense of collaboration of communication, of strategy, of selflessness. So, you know, putting the needs of the team before your own needs. All of those kind of qualities which can come through team settings, as well as things like, you know, creative processes and strategy, working well with officials, fair play and respect for teammates, respect for opposition, etc. So a whole wealth of educational character which can be done in team games, but we are mindful that team games are not the be-all and end-all for all young people. And the skillful PE and health curriculum is about having a range of activities through which young people can be successful. In principle, it's the same for boys and girls. What we found was that schools that had traditionally just put on the same offer for boys and girls, or very similar offer for boys and girls, were having to rethink based on the feedback they got from the girls involved with that program. So whether that was rethinking their kit policy or um, how they decorated the change rooms and the corridors, um, how they got the girls involved in the decision-making around PE and school sport, the types of activities they offered through their curriculum. There was definitely a need for some schools to rethink and to improve further their curriculum offer. And you know, we, we don't have to promote Excel in the same way as we did a couple of years ago because a lot of that work has been done and has been successful. For our elite athletes, and, and we've got elite athletes and we've got elite teams, uh, both in our independent schools and in our state academies, a couple of ways which are helping them to develop educational character, one of which is getting elite sports people in front of those young people. And whereas historically that would have been very difficult to do, particularly for the state sector, as a group, we are able to make that possible for them. So having gold medalists such as Alex Danson or Jason Gardner, having people that have climbed Everest such as Benita Norris, having these world-class athletes in front of our young people, giving them that aspiration, but also sharing with them how they got to be at that level and the hard work that it took and the choices that they had to make and the sacrifices and the commitment and dedication. So giving all of those kind of positive messages for our young people helps those who are already achieving highly but could go on even further, hopefully helps to motivate them and give them that aspiration that they too could be on the gold medal in the years to come. Surbiton High School, they've got their Super 6 sports, which they really devote a lot of resource to. But beneath that is a whole range of activities that all girls can access and participate in um, at the relevant level for them. So Guildford High School and Surbiton High School are just two examples from our independent sector of where they are fully conscious and really do plan 
to support the aspirations and needs and interests of girls across the ability and interest range. Primary phase, to an extent, is almost even greater the need for educational character, particularly around, let's say, key stage one, where we're really building fundamental movement skills and we're giving children the confidence around balance, around agility, around running, jumping, throwing, catching, those kind of core skills which then when you add them together and do them kind of simultaneously form the basis of most of their sporting and physical activity careers ahead of them. If during that phase we can also enhance their skills of cooperation, collaboration, taking turns, sharing, all of those kind of things at that really early age, then it becomes obviously much easier further down the line. We've got some really good examples as well in our schools um, of how education with character is, is really getting embedded in the primary phase and in ways which we perhaps wouldn't have seen 10, 20 years ago. So for example, at Cravenwood in uh, Manchester, they do a lot of really good quality physical education They've augmented their school sport provision massively. Lots more school teams, lots of intra-school sports, and lots of children playing within the school itself, but also representing the school in Manchester-wide competitions and beyond. But they've also then got lunchtime yoga for the children. So really getting that balance right of making a provision that gives young people of all interests something to hang on to something to develop their skills and something where so for some young people through yoga it might be the element of balance that they're developing but it also might be that calming focus for some young people and helping them to breathe get oxygen into their bodies um, and really kind of you know if you want to take a yoga example develop their soul if you like, if you talk about education with character and you talk about the soul, they're probably not too far apart. Another example I'd use from the primary phase is when we went to visit Beaconview Primary Academy on the south coast as part of a fundraising charity ride we did called Ride ABC. And they used that event to start their daily mile and to trial it. When we turned up, it was pouring down with rain, but that didn't deter the children at all. Their determination, their resilience, their enthusiasm, their effort was just phenomenal. And I ran around with one young boy whose face was red with his exertion and his effort, and he would not stop until he'd finished his mile. And he had opportunities too, and he could have walked, and he could have said, oh, it's raining, and I want to go and get back inside, but he didn't. And it was just brilliant. And interesting, on the back of that work, Members of staff from the school asked the PE coordinator if we could do that every day because the behaviour in the afternoon was so much better, the attitude to learning was so much better, the students' concentration was so much better. So whilst we can read research about the value of PE in sport in terms of character development, to actually see it happen and to get that f- feedback was just astonishing. <laughs>